The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, April 19th edition. We have a 14-game slate on tap. 14 games. Beautiful, beautiful thing here, but be very, very careful. We have a lot of rain on the East Coast and part of the central part of the U.S., the upper Northeast, so I'll go over that in a second. So be very, very careful. There's five games with some serious chances of rain, so we could have a 14-game slate Drop down to as much as little as nine, maybe you know ten or eleven, but be careful in that one. Some of the better pitching targets are in the wet weather, which is really, really a shame. Let's talk about the totals on this slate. Royals at Yankees, eight and a half. Twins, Orioles, eight and a half. Giants, Pirates, seven and a half. Braves, Indians, seven and a half. Red Sox Rays waiting on the total there because likely another opener for the Devil Rays. And thank you. For all the Rays, you know, using Beaks instead of Yarborough. It better be Yarborough today. That's all I got to say. White Sox at Tigers, 8. Nationals, Marlins, 7.5. Astros, Rangers, 9.5. Dodgers, Brewers, 9.5. Mets, Cardinals, 9. Phillies, Rockies, Coors Field, 10. Mariners, Angels, 9. Blue Jays, A's, 8.5. Reds, Padres, 8. So you have two, four, or two, four, five games of 9 or more. On this slate. And again, if it goes from 14 to 9, that becomes very, very significant. All right, that weather we talked about. Minnesota at Baltimore. Wind blown out hard to left at 14 miles an hour, but up to 70% chances of rain. So be careful there. Uh, Giants at the Pirates. Lots and lots of rain coming in that one. Kansas City and the Yankees in New York. Blowing out to left field about 15 miles an hour. Tons of rain coming there. White Sox at Detroit, blowing out to right field about 19 miles an hour. 50% chances of rain there. Atlanta at Cleveland, wind blowing in at 17 miles an hour from right field, 90% chances of rain. At the moment, Baltimore and Atlanta, or Baltimore and Cleveland look very unlikely. And then the other ones are kind of coin tosses right now. I'd say Pittsburgh's looking tough too. But uh, those those are the, the big, big rain games. Houston and Texas already has a total of nine and a half. And the wind is blowing out to right field at 12 miles an hour. And it's warm. It's warm, folks. It's heating up here. So out west, and it's moving in that direction. And then the Mets at the Cardinals, wind blowing in from left field about 18 miles an hour. 
So I'm going to go over all the pitching notes I made last night. Some of these guys are in rain situations. So just be very, very careful. Pay attention to Kevin Roth and other weather sources before uh, the lock occurs because there are some really good pitchers in these weather games. we got to be careful, obviously, if the rain becomes a factor. Starting it off, your highest-priced pitcher on this slate is Jose Barrios, 10800 bucks at the Baltimore Orioles. This was a smash spot for Barrios. I was pumped on this. 20 and a half or more DraftKings points in three of his four starts. He put up a 25.4 his last time out in Detroit. He's been a little bit hiccupy on the road, but that's what's happened his whole career. Still seven or more Ks in three or four starts, two in runs or less in three or four starts. He's getting up to about the 98 to 100 pitch count every start. We've got a Baltimore team we know you can take advantage of when you're on the bump. So Barrios, very solid play there. Baltimore striking out 21% of the time. Um, they have the third lowest team total at 3.64. Lefty's 304, righty's 277. Big fan of Barrios tonight, weather permitting. Uh, dropping down, we're going to group the 9 to the 10Ks together. There's four of them. Verlander, I'm going to take a pass on. I love him in GPPs. Still jump on board with Verlander. But And as this slate maybe gets smaller due to weather, Verlander might become a bigger factor, and we'll look at him there. But right now, I'm going to avoid it just because Texas, I think it's a big offensive output game, and, and the Rangers can run into some long walls. But Verlander and a GPP, I still don't mind at all. The strikeouts are there against the Texas team. Striking out over 25% of the time. So if you want to go to JV at 10-4, you definitely can. He's not one of my top, top plays. But, you know, he's got the 30-point upside. He's gone 32 or more in two of his four. But he's also gone 14.1 in three. At Texas earlier this year, four, four innings pitched, six hits, four earned, one homer, three walks, four Ks for three DraftKings points. Not saying he's going to duplicate that again. But he has been hittable at times with that juice ball and that ballpark with that wind blowing out. There could be a couple that fly out of there and it changes everything for a $10,400 pitcher. So, boomer bust with Verlander and a GPP. I don't hate it. Just not there at the moment. The other guy I'm looking at at 9K or above is Madison Bumgarner at the Pittsburgh Pirates. A very, very friendly pitcher's park just behind Oracle on a lot of the stuff, park factor metrics. Bumgarner has 17 or more drafting points in three of his four. He's got 26 or more in two of those four. Uh, he's been very, very solid this year, given he's faced Colorado, San Diego twice, and then the Dodgers. So nothing crazy there, and that brings us to Pittsburgh. Nothing crazy there. They strike out over 20% of the time versus left-handed pitchers. Bum's given up a lot of hard contact, but it is a Pirates team with a 3.85 team total. Lefty's 259, righty's 335 versus Bumgarner. But this Pirates team struggles tremendously against uh, left-handed pitching. Tremendously. A 250 Woba and a .076 ISO. That is bad, really, really bad when you when you want to break it down, your struggles versus uh, lefties. And they're striking out almost, and this stat I just looked at, 30% of the time versus left-handed pitching this season. So it's it's an interesting game for Bumgarner. The game has to play because of the weather, but Bumgarner will get overlooked. I, I can already see the narrative now. I haven't heard or seen any analysis on this Friday slate. But what I can see now is you can't pay $9,500 for Madison Bumgarner. That's fine. Don't pay him. I will. Because that means he's going to be super low-owned in a phenomenal matchup where pitching's dreadful these days. I will take my gambles with Mad Bum at 95. So at 9K and above, I got Barrios 1, Bumgarner 2. I don't mind JV in a GPP. I'm just not there at the moment. But again, if the player pool shrinks, Verlander might stand out more. Check ownership later. We might be on that. So I don't want to, I don't want to cancel him out right now. This is kind of how I felt on Odorizzi the other day. I liked him in a GPP. Weather was weird. Weather cleared up. I played a lot of Odorizzi. He pitched great. Verlander's, he's on the list, just not one of my targets. Right now I'm targeting Barrios and Bumgarner up top. When you drop into the 7s and the 8s, there's a lot to, to differentiate through here. You know, I'm not going to go with Stripling against Milwaukee. I'm a big fan of those Milwaukee bats. 
Ramon Marquez, GPP, if you so choose, but he's going to be in Coors. Uh, Freeland shut down Philadelphia was impressive. I'm not going to do it, just not bringing myself to it. You could look at a Carlos Rodon. Again, watch the weather. There's 50% chance of rain and the wind's blowing out to right pretty hard in Detroit. But he's facing a Tigers team that um, is quite dreadful at times. Rodon, they strike out 27% of the time versus left-handed pitching. Rodon's got a 20% K rate. Walks have always been his issue. 10.5% walk rate. But so far this year, he's walked two or less in three of his four starts. He's got 17 or more points in those three starts. He's got 20.5 or more in two of those four. His last home run was at the Yankees. We're in five, uh, six innings, three hits, two earned, two walks, five Ks. He has five or more Ks in every start this year, nine or more in two of those four. Rodon's look very, very good. Again, when he limits those walks, good things follow. Detroit has a team total of 4.05. Lefties, 352. Righties, 294. So kind of a reverse split with Rodon. And the Tigers only have a 278 Woban, a .07 ISO first left-handed pitching. So Carlos Rodon, if you guys don't want to pay up and you want to go down and hopefully this game gets in, again, the wind blowing out's a little scary, but um, he is a very, very intriguing play in this one. It's blowing out to right field, so if he's facing a lot of right-handed batters who pull the ball to left field, the wind shouldn't be as much of a factor. But if they go Apo Taco, interesting. But Rodon at 83 is worth a look tonight. Caleb Smith... At home against the Washington Nationals, 8200 bucks is intriguing. The Nationals, yes, very, very good. But Caleb Smith at home this year, he's given up two earned runs and 11 innings pitched. He struck out 14 of those 11 innings against Philadelphia and the Mets. He has 18 or more drafting points in all three starts this season. 2.65 ERA, .88 whip. He's been very, very good. And yes, this Nationals team is tough, so this is GPP. But one thing you know, it's not going to rain in a dome stadium. Caleb Smith's facing a Nationals team that strikes out 25% of the time. Versus left-handed pitching, Smith, 28% K rate, a 12.1% swinging strike rate. Gives up a lot of fly balls, so beware of that one. And there is some thump in that Nationals lineup. No sugarcoat in that at all. But it is a Washington team with a 3.85 team total, so Vegas even appreciates Caleb Smith's good goods. Lefty's 322, righty's 306. Uh, the, the Nats offense is very, very good. There's no hiding that, but the, the strikeout upside with Caleb Smith at 8200 bucks and a GPP, big fan of that one. Uh, sliding on down a little more, you can look at Marco Gonzalez, 8K at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Marco's a very up-and-down type guy. You know, he's got two starts of 18 or, or basically 19 or more DraftKings points. He's got two starts of 12 or less facing an Angels team that you can try to take advantage of against left-handed pitching. They strike out only 16% of the time versus lefties, but they're not the most dominating bats right now. They saw them get shut down. Um, by King Felix for the most part last night, which we talked about on Quick Hits yesterday. Uh, they do have a team total of 4.6. Lefty's 330, righty's 302. But when you look at the Angels, a 241 Woba and a 101 ISO. So they are not hitting lefties well at all. So Marco Gonzalez, probably more cash game play because the ceiling is not as high, but a decent floor at 8,000 versus the Angels. Dropping down farther, one of my favorite plays in this mid-range, if not if he just wanted to punt pitching altogether, was Jordan Lyles. At home against my horrific San Francisco Giants. Coming off a six innings, three hits, one earned 10K game against the Chicago Cubs. Uh, he pitched five shutout innings against the Reds, but only struck out two. So he didn't get a ton of DraftKings points. But he's been outstanding in his first two starts. 12Ks and 11 innings pitched. Only giving up one run, and that was a solo shot in the Cubs game. He's using the curveball a ton. Lance Prusikadowski chatted with him and wrote a big article on his curveball usage, the spin rate increase, and just the amount of use with that curveball. And it's been... Big, uh, just in the difference between the Reds game to the Cubs game, and it just showed the difference in the strikeout upside there with Jordan Lyles. He's facing a Giants team 
That strikes up 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Lyle's 23% K rate, 46% ground ball rate in a very, very good pitcher's ballpark. Uh, the Giants had a 3.65 team total, uh, 242 Woba, 130 ISO first right-handed pitching. I really, really like Giles, uh, Jordan Lyles at um, $7,900. If that weather kind of moves away and this game plays, Jordan Lyles is one of my favorite plays in this mid-range, if not overall, on the bump tonight. You can look at Marcus Stroman at 7500 at the Oakland A's. It's in Oco, so that favors him quite a bit. But the A's do have a sneaky offense, so it's more of a value GPP-type play. The A's are only striking out 20% of the time versus righties. Stroman doesn't strike out a ton, 19% K rate. But a 61% ground ball rate helps him quite a bit. Um, the Oakland Athletics, with all these 28 teams playing, it's harder to scroll back and forth through all these lists. I'm not used to this this time of year. Uh, Oakland A's 4.5 team total. Lefty's 336, righty's 308. So Stroma's not a lock by any means, but he's not the worst $7,500 you know, $7, pitcher you're going to find out there. So he's definitely on the agenda. Tuki Toussaint, $7,300 at the Cleveland Indians. This one is a weather disaster in the making as well, so be careful on this one. Like I said, 90% chance of rain. Very good chance he doesn't play, but he dominated in his first start against the Mets. The thing with Tukey, it's always command with Tukey. His stuff has been phenomenal. Uh, you know, He's got a 16% walk rate to go with his 27% K rate, 45% ground ball rate. Cleveland strikes out 25% of the time. If this game somehow plays, if like somehow the clouds completely part and uh, Moses takes place in uh, Cleveland, Tukey Tucson at 7300 bucks is outstanding. So when you're looking at this 7 and 8K range, you got Jordan Lyles 1, you got uh, Tuki, I mean, Carlos Rodon 2, you got Tuki Toussaint 3, Caleb Smith 4, Marco Gonzalez 5, and Marcus Stroman 6. So recapping that again, Jordan Lyles loving this range, but watch the weather. Carlos Rodon is my second one here. Again, watch the weather. Tuki Toussaint's the third. Watch the weather. You got Caleb Smith in a dome at 4, Marco Gonzalez 5, Marcus Stroman 6. So the 4, 5, and 6... Their weather's fine. But uh, the, the top three we like here, not ideal. Not good at all. And then when you're looking for punts below the 7K range, you got Aaron Brooks of the A's at home against Toronto. Brooks been very, very up and down this year. He's only had one home start, though. That was against the Boston Red Sox. Six shutout innings of six strikeouts. He pitched phenomenal. He pitched okay in Baltimore's last time out. He got shelled at Houston, but I'll kind of let, let that one slide. Um, facing a Toronto team tonight that strikes out 29% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Brooks not a huge K guy, but doesn't walk many. He has a 45 or 40% ground ball rate. So not the worst play in the world. The Toronto team with a four-team total. Lefties 343, righties 286. They have a 291 Woba and a 160 ISO. So for a punt, Aaron Brooks at 69 is very, very nice. Um, and then if you want to go down even farther, you can look at Jordan Zimmerman at 65. Very, very risky. I'd pretty much, right, right now it's Brooks for me. If we get a better feel on Tampa Bay, Maybe you get some Wilmer Font or Yarborough, but you're facing Boston. Most of these punts don't look good. Jason Vargas, we're targeting. Alex Cobb, targeting. Drew Smiley, targeting. Felix Pena may come into play with weather dictating at 6,400 against Seattle. But I respect the hell out of that Seattle offense. So pretty much, it's it's Aaron Brooks here. Because uh, I don't really feel like using Jacob Junis against the Yanks. Unless you feel like the Yanks are completely struggling, you can go that rate. But it's pretty much Brooks for me or bust. Recapping your pitching. Again, Check the weather. I'm going to say this a million times this podcast. You're going to be annoyed with me by the time it's all said and done. But Berrios up top, Verlander number two, JV. I mean, Berrios one, Bumgarner number two. JV is a GPP relevant play, though. In the middle, it gets mucky. Lyles, Rodon, Tukey, one, two, three. And then Smith, Marco Gonzalez, and Hunt, uh, Marcus Stroman, four, five, six. 
lots in that middle range. Then down below, you got Aaron Brooks, and then if you have to, like a Jordan Zimmerman or Jake Junis. But I prefer to not have to do that. I'd stick with Aaron Brooks. So that's a lot of pitchers, but we have 28 of them tonight. So pick your poisons. And with 28, we have tons of bats. Before we get to the bats, thequantedge.com, everybody. I know I say it every podcast, and some of you are like, God damn it, Bubba, just stick to sports. Well, I am. Thequantedge.com is crushing it in the DFS industry. They kicked it off with football. They're dominating basketball, including the playoffs right now. And now we're ramping up baseball right over there five to six, seven times a week. Do the podcast for Fantasy DJs and the Quant Edge Monday through Friday. And if you are looking for some great content, some great tools, a members chat, they have it all over there at thequantedge.com. You can get the rest of the MLB season package for $124.99 with promo code BOA. And trust me, it'll be worth every penny. They have more and more tools coming up with their StatCast metrics tool. is coming out real soon. It's going to be outstanding. Their Vegas tool is awesome. Lineup optimizers, weather, umpires, park factors. They have so much going on already, and there's more to come. So go check all that out. If you don't want to jump into the, the full MLB season package, you can try your first month of the all-sports package. Get the NBA playoffs for the month. Get some MLB for $19.99 with promo code Bubba. Or if you just want to get your feet really, just dip your toe in the water, you get a five-day trial for $5.99 with promo code Bubba. So go check it out, thequantedge.com. Again, season pass for MLB, $124.99, or get your first month of the all-sports for um, $19.99, or get a five-day trial for $5.99 with promo code Bubba. Also, give a rating and review on iTunes. I'd much, much appreciate it for MLB DFS Quick Hits or Bench with Bubba. It would be awesome. Uh, it helped me go a long ways, moves us up to stat rankings. And speaking of Bench with Bubba, I just wrapped up episode 163 with James McCool. Some of you know him from the two-point conversion NFL DFS podcast as my co-host. He does all sports. He does all kinds of models. And he just created the X home run stat, X home run per nine stat. It kind of correlates with how ERA and XFIP correlate. But with the long ball, it was very, very interesting. We talked about it a ton, plus a bunch of pitchers uh, for possible positive and negative regression. So I highly recommend it. It dropped last night. It's out there on all your listening platforms. All right. Enough of that minutia. Let's get the bats on this 14-game slate. Yeah, Rio Muto in Coors at 47, but I'm going to Yasmani Grandal at 46 at home against uh, Ross Stripling, if you're paying up, that is. The Brew Crew of 417 total. Uh, Stripling's numbers 270 uh, lefties, 290 righties, but a lot of that was 2018's numbers because he is struggling in 2019. So Grandal at 46, if you're paying up. If not, you go down to a guy like Williams Astadio of the Minnesota Twins. They have a 4.9 team total currently. They are the fourth highest on this slate. They're even ahead of Philadelphia in Coors. And yes, we're waiting on a couple more games. But they're currently the fourth highest on this slate. Lefties 326, righties 360 against Alex Cobb. So some reverse splits there for Astadio. I like him at 4,300 if you're paying up again. You don't have to pay up though. So you can have guys like Ronnie Chirinos at 3,900 bucks in a game with a total of 9.5. With the wind blowing out, you have Wade Miley on the bump. The, tech, uh, the Houston Astros have the highest team total. They are higher than Colorado at 5.5. Lefties, 346. Righties, 412 off Robinson Chirinos at 3900 bucks. Phenomenal play tonight. You don't have to pay up, folks. You can play right there. Robinson Chirinos. Our boy Omar Navarez, he went deep last night. He's 3800 bucks. Seattle, lefties, 344. Righties, 296 off Pena. Navarez in a very good spot again tonight at 3800 and again, if you don't want to pay 39 or 38, Yadi Molina at 37 is a phenomenal play. That's why paying for 
Grandal is going to be tough tonight. The St. Louis Cardinals have a 4.9 team total. Jason Vargas is dog wash. Lefty's 365, righty's 327. You can get some Yachty Molina in your life. He's been batting fifth or sixth for the Redbirds at 3,700. If you want to fade the Klubot, and I have no problem with it. He's one of the guys we talked about on the podcast last night with James on Bench to Bubba, episode 163. Brian McCann's playing a really good, really good, swinging a really good bat these days. Um, you know, Vegas still respects Kluber, a 3.3 team total, but Kluber's broken at the moment. So uh, McCann in a GPP, I'd go there, but I, I still like, you know, Yachty, Navarez, Trinos much more than McCann, but wanted to bring him up to you as an option. When you slide on down, though, it goes to the likes of maybe a Jan Gomes or a Kurt Suzuki. If you're fading Caleb Smith, I don't think you need to go there. Jorge Alfaro is very interesting at 3,500. He's been hitting the middle of that uh, Marlins order. Again, you probably go up a little more than some other guys. But if you want to get different with the Marlins, um, lefty's 280, righty's 285 versus Anibal. And Anibal has not looked good to start the year here. So a guy like Alfaro at 35 could, get, could differentiate you and make you a little different. Uh, Mike Zunino against Erod is in play at 34. Even though Erod's got some reverse splits, he's still worth a look. If the White Sox-Detroit game plays, Beef Wellington went deep again yesterday. James McCann swinging a hot stick. So whoever's behind the dish there for the White Sox at 33 is worth a look as well. Then after that, it's just check lineups. We, we've been getting good punts. You know, Sucre's, Severino's, all kinds of random guys towards the bottom have been showing up. But right now, you know, you pay up for Grandal or you look at that Chirinos, Narvaez, Yadi Molina range. And there's a lot to like there at that part of the catcher's realm. First base, you got Belly Bombs who, wait wait for it, oh, he did it again last night. But thank God Yellick did it as well. So the Belly versus Yelly duel on MLB Network was a draw. But Bellinger, 5,600 versus Chassin. And we know that in his career, Chassin just gets tanked by lefties. The Dodgers have a 4.83 team total. It's the same as the Cardinals. Lefties, 356 versus Chassin compared to righties at 283. So Belly's a phenomenal play. I love this slate for the fact, I like slates like this when Coors is involved. Because you don't have to go to Coors. That is a beautiful thing. And after last night's slow production though. A lot will avoid Coors. And it might be the time to jump back on the bus. But we'll talk about that later. But you got Bellinger at 5,600. Pete Alonzo at 49 versus Wainwright. It's very, very interesting. Wayno, obviously not the same guy we remember in the past. The New York Mets have a 4.2 team total. Lefty's 330. Righty's 273. But big Pete. He's a beast there at 49. If you're stacking the Mets in a contrarian stack. Which I don't hate. You can go there. Paul Goldschmidt versus Jason Vargas is outstanding at 4800 bucks. Big, big fan there. Again, um, the wind is blowing in from left field about 18 miles an hour, so that does help Vargas a little bit. But Goldie at 48 is a smash spot there against Vargas. St. Louis will be a very nice stack tonight. Sliding on down, though, you got Freddie Freeman. If you want to fade Kluber at 45, don't hate that at all. Freeman got off the schneid yesterday with a ding-dong. You got Muncie versus Chassin. Muncie went deep yesterday at a nice oppo taco uh, off of Albers at 4500 Luke Voigt is one of my GPP plays today because he'll go overlooked when you have Freeman and Muncie right there. And you got a couple guys right behind him. But Luke Voigt at 4400 bucks, he's consistently starting to heat up again. Power, he's got, only got four jacks on the year, but five or more DraftKings points in five straight or six, seven, eight, nine, nine of his last ten. He'll be starting to get going again there. He kind of hit a road bump for a second. He's facing Jacob Junis, who's a huge, huge fly ball guy. The wind's blowing out to left field at 15 miles an hour, so watch the rain, but... The Yankees have a 4.19 total. That's the third highest. Lefty's 332. Righty's 331. So the Yankees, as a team, I don't mention a ton in stacks because they're very, very inconsistent. But with a guy like Junis and the fly ball rates he gives up, as we let me bring up his page here real quick. 
Um, yes, he's got a 43% ground ball rate, so that has improved. He was a massive fly ball guy there for a while. He gave him a ton of home runs last year, and he gives up almost a 41% hard contact rate. So the Yankees are going to be interesting when they have the third highest team total, and they have a lot of righties in that lineup, and people see righty-righties, but righties can smash shoot, and it's just fine. So a guy like Luke Voigt at 44, and we'll get into like Clint Frazier and a few like uh, Glaber Torres, are, are make for a very interesting stat because when you're playing the Yankees, you're playing home run derby. They're not going to put a lot of rallies together. But with those guys, they can play home run derby. So it's very, very interesting there. Enough of that diatribe. Ryan McMahon coming off a two-dong game. Gets Vinny Velasquez in course. He's first base, second base eligible at 43. That is outstanding. At that price point, he should be chalk. And it's going to be chalk that might be hard to avoid at one of the two positions. CJ Crone at 4200 bucks. We mentioned Alex Cobb's reverse splits. We've also mentioned the weather there. I'll try not to mention the weather every time, but I feel like I need to. Because I guarantee you, somebody that listens to this will ask me later, Hey, Bo, what's the weather look like? So, just throwing that out there. But Crone's been heating up a little bit. 4200 bucks worth a look in that one. But, you know, just go up to McCann at 43, 43. So much easier. Or drop down. Maybe Eric Thames gets to start at 42. Yuli Guriel against Smiley at 42. Guriel gets so overlooked. Very good good play, especially in cash. Very good floor there for Guriel. Upside's not as much because he just doesn't have a ton of power. But he could easily put a 2-3 to three hit game together and drive in some runs. So, Yuli at 42 versus Smiley in play. Justin Smoke, if you're not using Aaron Brooks, we mentioned how lefties can smoke Brooks quite a bit. Um, so Justin Smoke at 41, worth the look in that one. Uh, there's probably better plays overall, but not a bad GPP type play. Same with Jose Abreu against Zimmerman at 39. And then if you just drop down some more, you got Yonder Alonso, Nico Goodrum, not the biggest plays, but not bad at 38. Joey Votto's been leading off. He went deep last night. He's 3800 It's lefty-lefty, but uh, it's Joey Votto at the same time, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, other than that, you know, like Renato Nunez, we mentioned him in GPPs. Neil Walker at 36 versus uh, Animal Sanchez as a punt is in play. So is Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols at 35. But hopefully you don't have to go down here. There's a lot here. Try not to go past probably Ryan McMahon if you don't have to. Second base, you got Jose Altuve at 51 is a phenomenal play against Drew Smiley. Great, great play. Whip Merrifield not bad himself at 48 versus uh, CC Sabathia. So good looks right there. You could look at Kiki Hernandez and a daughter stack if you so choose. Scott Kingry and Coors. Not bad, 4500 got a $500 price bump. Not the best either, but he's in Coors, so if you're stacking, he's in play, but he's not nearly as good of a play as last night. You got I mentioned McMahon at 43, again, Glaber Torres, second base shortstop eligible at 43 versus Junis, in play for you as well. Sliding on down farther, Moustakis is back off after the day off yesterday. Second base, third base eligible at 42, love me some Moose against Stripling. I'm a Moose fan pretty much every day, especially with a righty on the bump. So Moose at 42 in play. Um, D. Gordon versus Pena at 41. If you got a little Seattle action going, some late night hammer action, don't hate that in a wraparound stack. Uh, Garrett Hampson's 3900 bucks, second base outfit eligible for the Rockies against Velasquez. I like that quite a bit. If you're putting your Rockies in play, cheap Rockies action is always good. Rockies action. Sliding on down some more though. Uh, Robinson Cano at only 3600 versus Adam Wainwright is outstanding. Big fan of that play right there. And other than that, it's not a ton at the second base position down below. Moving over to the third base position, you got the likes of Nolan Arenado and Coors at 54. That's great. Rendon against Caleb Smith, very intriguing at 53. Rendon just keeps crushing baseball. He's probably the most consistent hitter in all the game. You got Mikel Franco and Coors, but Yohan Moncada at 47. If that game plays against Zimmerman, very solid look there. But really, if, if we just want to be real about this and save some cash, Alex Bregman at 46, being the fifth uh, most expensive third baseman in Texas against Drew Smiley. Pretty good spot right there. Pretty, pretty good. 
or Max Muncy at 45. Big fan of that. You can look at Matt Carpenter. It's lefty-lefty, but it's Jason Vargas, so I'm not super concerned there. You got Manny Machado just missed one last night. Ground rule doubled it, 4,400. He's uh, in play every day just because of his price point. He's got boom, boom, boom uh, upside, and he's never priced up there with the big boys. So Machado in a GPP always in play at 44, especially against Anthony DiScofani, who's not going to scare you a ton. San Diego's got a 4.3 team total. Lefty's 369, righty's 266, but those righties aren't named Manny Machado. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, yeah, Justin Turner, Matt Chapman, okay plays. But Hunter Dozier at 42 versus CeCe is outstanding. If you want to get away from the chalk, Hunter Dozier will go overlooked on a slate this size. He's been popular lately on different slates, but not on a slate like this. You know, Kansas City's at 3.6 team total. It's one of the lower ones on the slate. Uh, Vegas is respecting CeCe, but lefty's 273, righty's 302 versus CeCe. And the Royals are hitting the ball pretty damn good. So don't mind me. Some Hunter Dozier at all at 42. Mentioned Moustakas at 42. Big fan there. Jeff McNeil getting it done. 4200 bucks. Third base outfield eligible versus Wayno tonight. He's got six or more DraftKings points in, or five or more in nine of his last ten. Six or more in eight of his last ten. He's hitting 424 on the year. He just keeps raking. I think he's a really, really good cash game play with GPP upside. So Jeff McNeil at 42. Don't forget about him. Uh, mentioned Yuli Gurriel already at 42. He's in play for you, especially in your cash game lineups. Uh, it is in San Diego, so it kind of sucks. But Eugenio Suarez crushes left-handed pitching. Uh, he, he hasn't really got going in a big way. Only a two thirty two average, three dongs, and a seven ninety five OPS to start the year. He's not crushing it like we'd expect. But this could be a good spot where you get him at super low ownership. I'm not saying he's a must-play at all. There's probably better options out there. But if you're making a lot of lineups, don't forget about Eugenio Suarez in a matchup like that where he's going to go super low-owned in San Diego. Uh, Yohan Camargo versus Kluber, GPP only. But J.D. Davis versus Wayno. We want lefties versus Wayno for the most part, but J.D. Davis, tons and tons of pop there at 39. If you're stacking the Mets, don't forget J.D. Davis. Not so much a one-off play, but more of a stack play with J.D. Slide on down if you're trying to save in the third base position, which is fine. It could be different that way. Brian Anderson at 36 versus Animal Sanchez. Don't mind that at all. Shortstop, Trevor Story and Coors at 52 is nice. Paul DeYoung is up to 4,900, and I'm so, so happy. He's deserved it. He's earned it. Crushing baseballs, hitting in the middle of that order against Jason Vargas. He's a great play tonight. Great play. So is Jorge Polanco at 48 versus Alex Cobb. So shortstop has been one of the most loaded positions all season long. In years past, for listeners of this show, it's been the bargain basement hunting of the world. This year, it is the, the cream of the crop. And you got so many tough decisions. Trevor Story's in a great spot. Love Paul DeYoung tonight. Jorge Polanco's in a great spot. Tim Anderson, phenomenal bat flip spot at 47 against Zimmerman, given some of these games might not play. But all, all, all those are just great plays. Or if you just want to save money at 4500 bucks, you get Carlos Correa against Drew Smiley in a smash spot against Drew Smiley. After Correa, it just keeps getting decent. You got Elvis Anderson, a GPP. You can look that direction. But like Corey Seager, especially in a Dodgers stack versus Justine at 44 is in play. I'd probably go up to Correa, but Seager's there. Again, Glaber Torres at 43 in a GPP. Home run derby type look. You got Marcus Simeon, our boy Batflip Crazy. I hope you guys listen to his podcast if you like great statistical analysis. He was breaking down some hitters and pitchers to start the season in his latest pods, and Simeon was on there. And he's been breaking out at 4200 bucks, so worth a look in that one. Um, other than that, you can look at the likes of Freddie Galvis at 41 if you need to save some cash, and Ed Rosario, a Timmy Beckham at 39. Those are both good cash-saving plays with some upside. Uh, Willie Adamas is there as well, so a lot to if you need to save. A couple options. Gordon Beckham has been on fire. He's third base shortstop. He's thirty four hundred bucks. That really can't believe those words came out of my mouth, but it's true. He's been on fire. If you want to ride that wave, 
But, you know, Tim Beckham, the Med Rosario, kind of be the cheapies I'd be looking at, maybe from Freddie Galvis. Otherwise, you're at the Glaber Torres, Seager, Correa, and uprange. Lots to like at the shortstop position. Outfields, you got Trout, who really hasn't had his Trout games. You know, he's still DH. He's not playing the field. So, like, I know he's healthy enough to play, but the fact he's not playing the field makes me wonder just how healthy he is. And it's not like you're not going to play Trout if you like him. Like, against Marco Gonzalez, it's a great play. But really, he, you know, 10, 3, 9, and 5 since he's returned. He's not having Trout games. It's really, really weird. But he's still in play at all times. But, you know, you got Belly Bombs for 100 less in a smash spot. You got Yellick at 5,500 in a smash spot. So those two are great plays up top. Uh, sliding down, down, you like J.D. Martinez at 51 and Mookie Betts at 49. You're getting some discounts there against um, Font and then likely Yarborough afterwards. We know how those guys like lefties. So keep an eye on that one. You got Harper and Coors at 51, not bad, but Jock Jams at 5K versus Chassin's outstanding. That's one of my top plays if you're paying up outside of Belly and Yellow. Jock Jams at 5K is great. You got the Slumping and Blackman at 5K. Um, Aaron Judge at 49, yeah, he's got some power there versus Junis. Keep an eye on that one uh, with 865 OPS, four dongs on the season. We'd like some more there. But uh, if you're going down, Eddie Rosario at 49 versus Cobb, big, big fan there. One of my favorite plays, like favorite, favorite plays after Jock Jams, maybe ahead of Jock Jams. This guy is absolutely crushing the ball. He has 16, 20, 21, 32, 5, and 31. Throwing a 2 and then a 16, a 0 and a 16. So he's got 16 or more points in like 7 of his last 10 games. He has, in his last 10 games, he has 8 home runs. He's hitting three, or he's hitting 324 with a 14-17 OPS. Averaging 16 points a game in his last 10. He crushes left-handed pitching. He gets Jason Vargas tonight. His name is Marcel. I'm going to Ding Dong City Ozuna. I love me some Marcel. We've been on him through this hot streak on the podcast. If you've been listening and you've been playing him, you've been happy. I know I've been playing him. He is crushing baseballs and he's in a great spot. So if you don't want to pay up, you can start right with Marcel Ozuna. And at the same price point at 49 is another guy that's just crushing baseballs. He has three home runs in his last 10 games uh, with a 10.3 fantasy points per game average in his last 10 is Georgie Springer against Drew Smiley. So a couple nice spots there below 5K if you're not paying all the way up to the top. You got Conforto versus Wainwright at 48. Very nice GPP play there. As I don't think many are going to go to the Mets. Again, we'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, Domingo Santana, Manchaniger, GPP plays versus Pena, especially if you're stacking. Uh, Joey Gallo, this is a great GPP spot because in that series, the recent series, people were wanting to play Joey Gallo. They're not going to want to play Joey Gallo versus Justin Verlander, who could strike him out four times. I could probably strike Gallo out twice. Like, that's Joey Gallo in a nutshell. He's going to strike out a ton. His strikeout rate just continues to rise, because that's what Joey Gallo does. But he also hits 500-foot home runs. So, beware of that. With the wind blowing out the right field against Verlander, Gallo at 48 could be an extreme GPP home run play today. As you slide on down, though, like David Dahl and Coors at 46, very, very nice. Max Kepler at only 45, especially if you're playing a few twins there against Cobb. Like that quite a bit. Uh, sliding on down some more, though. Low Kane versus Stripling. Don't sleep on that righty-righty matchup. Same with Clint Frazier versus Junis at 45. Frazier playing some really good ball. Uh, he's hitting 378 over his last 10 games. Three home runs in those 10 games. Averaging 9.5 G, uh, DK points. He's hitting 347 with four homers on the year and a 971 OPS. So Clint Frazier at 44 is a phenomenal play at that price point on this slate. Obviously, in a 14-game slate, there's going to be a ton of plays. Like, Brett Gardner's heating up. He went in a grand slam the other day. You got Tommy Pham. Those are both really solid looks. Uh, Victor Robles, 4300 bucks, probably back to the 9 spot now that Eaton had the day off yesterday. Uh, you got Verdugo, if he makes the lineup. 
uh, in play as well. Sinsu Chu in a GPP at 4,300 isn't the worst look in the world. Avisil Garcia likes his lefties. He's got Erod in play at 42. Sliding down if you want to fade Jordan Lyles, PR, and Belt. Belt especially at 42 is worth a look, but not going there myself. At 42, I'd rather go to Jeff McNeil. Told you how much I like him on this slate. Jorge Soler against CC Sabathia at 41. Nice GPP play for you in that one. Uh, if you want to get really weird, like if you're stacking up a major Yankee stack, and I'm not saying you have to do this by any means, but if you've got a major Yankee stack in play, don't sleep on Mark Talkman at $4,000 against Jacob Junis. He's got insane power in that matchup. Could be really, really interesting. So don't sleep on Mark Talkman. This is why we do this podcast. I know I name a lot of names, but it's just to point guys out. So when you're lineup building, you're like, oh yeah, Bubba mentioned it. Maybe I should look at that some more. That's the point of a first look podcast. I got Nick Castellanos versus Rodon, only $3,900. I mentioned yesterday how he makes for a very nice cheap play. He got you 19 drafting points. He's going to heat up. This guy is too good of a pure hitter. So get him while he's cheap because pretty soon he'll be the mid to high fours. And you'll be like, oh, shit, I missed that, bu- that, that bus. I wasn't there. Missed the stop. Uh, Steven Duggar at 39 GPPs in play. Again, Garrett Hampton at 39, always worth the look. Uh, Brian Goodwin at 39 is interesting. But Yasiel Puig at 39 versus uh, Strom in play. Fran Mel Reyes, always GPP relevant. Basically, Fran Mel Reyes is the cheaper Joey Gallo. That's the best way to describe it. Strike out a ton and hit absolute moonshots. If you're doing a Texas stack with Gallo and Chu, don't forget Nomar Mazzara at 39. That is a super low-owned GPP stack. That's like when you're going full YOLO, you're going there. Uh, Jose Martinez going to get some playing time here with the, the Redbirds because O'Neal and Bader on the DL. So 3800 bucks for, for Jose. Uh, we saw we know the hit tool. It hasn't shown up yet this season, but we've seen it in years uh, last season. Crazy hard hit rate. Crazy everything you want to see on a stat catch metric. He was hitting fifth the other day against Jason Vargas at 38. Jose Martinez, nice value play at the outfield position. Uh, Chris Owens, he's second base outfield eligible. Didn't really like him at second base. He could use him there at 37 around Cano's price tag. But he's, he's you know, 0 7, 0 21 9, 0 19. He's starting to hit a little bit, but it's still Chris Owens. That's so not ideal. Um, he's a cheap option if you need him, but not one I'm like circling the wagons to go get in my lineups. Other than that, like Steven Piscotti, 37. There'll be some more. Maybe Ben Gamble gets a spot start, has a good spot in the lineup. Check your lineups. There will be many more on a 14-game slate to go break it all down. All right, recapping your pitching real quick. Got Barrios and Mad Bum up top. JV is GPP relevant if you want to go there. In the middle, I got myself Jordan Lyles, Carlos Rodon, Tuki Toussaint, 1-2-3. That's why these aren't in price order. They're in my preference order. So Lyles, Rodon, Tuki, and then Caleb Smith, Marco Gonzalez, Marcus Stroman. Last but not least, Aaron Brooks down below. Watch the weather. The game in Baltimore, the game in Pittsburgh, the game in the Bronx, Detroit, Cleveland. Lots of rain. I, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore look really, really bad. But uh, all five have 50% or more chances of rain. So you might get some bats in some of those games, but you're probably not going to want to go pitching. But again, a lot can change in the next you know, 8 to 10 hours. So keep an eye on that. Let's stack it up. Let's talk some stacks here. You got Houston versus Drew Smiley. Love it, love it, love it. Lefty 346, righty's 412. You obviously got Coors in play, Colorado more so than Philly, but Philly will get low owned, so enjoy. Don't sleep on the Yankees, 4.19 total, third highest on the slate. Lefty's 332, righty's 331. A lot of right-handed power in that Yanks lineup, so keep that in mind. Uh, the Twins versus Cobb, definitely worth the look there. Uh, Eddie Rosario crushing it, Max Kepler and company. The Dodgers versus Jaleese Jocene, we know the lefty's 356, Jock Jams, Belly, um, Muncie, Seager, Verdugo, all really solid looks there. 
Uh, the Cardinals versus Jason Vargas, I'm in love with. Lefty's 365, righty's 327. That's why um, Carp isn't out of it. You got Carp, you have um, Goldie, Jose Martinez, Yadier, DeYoung. A lot to like during that Cardinals lineup. They'll be, you know, 14 game slate. We saw it the other day with the 13 game. Ownership's going to be spread out. So I don't don't concern yourself too much with it unless it looks crazy, crazy. Again, it's a tool of the Quant Edge with uh, about 1 2 o'clock Pacific time. It comes out on the optimizer. So you'll get it all there. Uh, you got Milwaukee versus Stripling, like that one quite a bit. Uh, Angels versus Marco Gonzalez is interesting. Not as huge a fan there, but like you can get some Seattle lefty action if you want. The Mets lefties versus Wayno are interesting. There's a ton, a ton of ways to go here. But uh, yeah, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Dodgers, so on and so forth. Yankees, Houston, and Coors. BVP on this 14-gamer. Uh, Whit Merrifield, 5 for 11 with a double off CC. Lucas Duda's taking him deep. Uh, Nelly Cruz, 6 for 21, a double and a homer off Alex Cobb. Mitch Garver, CJ Cron, Jonathan Scopeball taking him deep. Gerardo Parra, 9 for 23, four doubles off Jordan Lyles. Posey, 5 for 16, three doubles and a homer. Kind of a different Jordan Lyles now, though. Josh Donaldson, 7 for 19 with a homer off of Corey Kluber. Sliding it on down. Jose Abreu, 10 for 23, double, triple, two homers off Zimmerman. Yonder Alonso, 7 for 18, two doubles, four homers. Yomer Sanchez, 6 for 16, two doubles and a triple. Lots to like there with the White Sox. Martin Prado, 15 for 36. It's a 417 average with a double and a home run off Animal. Neil Walker and Grandy Man have taken Animal deep as well. The Rangers like them some Verlander. Uh has taken them deep, but Elvis Andrews hitting 316. 18 for 50, two doubles. Uh, Azurbal Cabrera, 18 for 68, five doubles, two homers. Since you choose, taking him deep three times. Gallo's taking him deep once, but he's also batting a buck 95. He struck out eight times versus him. So the yin and the yang, as a team, they're hitting 240 with a 293 Wilbur and a 118 ISO. Not great, but there's some guys that have run into some against him, as we talked about. George Springer, three for seven. Those three hits, a double and two homers. So he gets, a, gets some power going there. Bellinger, five for 12 with a double and two homers off Chassin. Uh, Pollock's got one. Taylor's one. Jock Jam has taken him deep three times. Yes, please. Yadier, 5 for 11 with a double and a homer off Vargas. Goldschmidt's taking him deep as well. Keon Broxton, 7 for 9 with two doubles, a triple, and two home runs off Adam Wainwright. There's your unique BVP of the day. Keon Broxton, 7 for 9, two doubles, a triple, and two home runs off of Wainwright. Wow. Small sample, but still wow. David Dahl, Trevor Story, both taking Vinny V deep. Um, Nick Williams and Reese Hoskins taking Herman Marquez deep. Mike Trout, 9 for 20, 3 doubles and a homer off Marco Gonzalez. Uh, Chris Davis is taking Stroman deep. No surprise there. He's taking pretty much everyone deep. But there you go, guys. Guys and gals, quick hits in the books. Your Friday edition. Lots and lots and lots to like there. Uh, again, if you get a rating review on iTunes, much appreciate it. Go over to thequantedge.com. Uh, season pass for MLB, $124.99. Or you can get your first month of all sports for $19.99. Or get the five-day trial for $5.99 using promo code Bubba. So good luck this weekend. Fun 14-game slate tonight. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick with any check uh, questions. Go check us out at FantasySportsDGens.com, at FantasyDGens on Twitter. We'll have your NASCAR and soccer coverage for the weekend and much, much more. But uh, good luck. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Friday, April 19th edition. I'm out. Mm-hmm.